Welcome to the Volatile Weekly Podcast. This is the eighth episode of the podcast. I was lucky to speak with Brian Smith, the band Cabo, and I'm sure you will enjoy the conversation as well. You're with a band called uh, Cabo. Um, so, so tell me about your band. Um, well, we are a uh, rock band out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, we've been in existence. Uh, let's see, the band started in 2001. Um, I joined in 2006. Um, you know, we were signed with Warner Brother Reprise in 2008. Uh, we were signed with uh, 11.7 in 2012 uh pavement in 2016 and and currently we're with the label group okay so so you guys have been around for a while yeah we've been we've been around for a while we've we've toured the united states over and over again uh been with some amazing uh bands that we've shared the road with uh you know we've we are our debut uh label record bright night stark days had the song champagne which reached number one um, we had Crash that was top five, Let It Go, top 20 on Hot AC. So, um, you know, we, we've had some success. Yeah, I, it definitely sounds like it. So uh, you're from uh, St. Louis, is that right? That's correct. Uh, so um, how, how do you think uh, being from St. Louis has influenced your music? Well, um, I, I would say... Uh, well, our influences are, are from different aspects. I, I think our demeanor uh, is is what makes us who we are, and that's you know the Midwest has a a, a everybody's family vibe. Um, you know, we, we we consider all the people we've toured with part of our extended Cabo family. Um, generally, we're we're super uh, open and nice, uh, so that's that's the joke. You know, they can tell the Midwest band because of how they are um our influences are, are really i would say wide uh and, and vary uh, you know i'm a i'm the bass player and i'm a, i'm more of a heavier kind of guy I, I listen to music like seven dust and and uh shine down and and uh, um uh, carnival uh but then i'll listen to some r&b and funk like uh you know, any Motown, any any old Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, you know, so I Fishbone, Living Color. You know, all all different types of music. Uh, Chris is more of a Chili Peppers kind of guy. Our singer actually came from a country. His his mom and dad were were heavy into country. Um, and uh, our drummer, who's a Nashville drummer, Andy Heron, is is more of an indie rock guy. So. Uh, you know, we, we just, our, our influences vary, um, but I think it gels together. Um, and that's part of the Midwest, I guess, vibe is, you know, we, we appreciate everything. So we, you know, every, every, every influence is welcome. And if you listen to all of our records, everyone's a little different uh, because we're always looking to change things around and, and see what we can do with what we are. Well, it, it sounds like uh, with, with uh, the various, uh types of music that you guys have uh uh that probably allows you to come up with uh very unique music uh 
is is there any like any specific band that that you guys kind of uh kind of uh, like idolize and 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 try to do something similar to i mean I think I think we take a piece of every band we've toured with. Um, you know, I mean, we went, we were with Crew Fest, uh, with you know the guys in Motley Crew, and 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 uh, we, we never really met those guys, but you know, we share the road with. We were on that festival with uh, bands like uh, Rev Theory when we first started touring. Um, you know, we toured with Hailstorm. They actually started when we started. They got signed around the same time we did. Um, so we share the rope with those guys. I mean, um, you know, we, the guys in Shinedown, Sick Puppies. I mean, you, you name Chris Daughtry, the Daughtry Boys. Uh, I mean, Fear of a Dead Man. I mean, we took pieces of of every band. I mean, we we watched and we paid attention um, because every every band that was out there that we toured with, I mean, Frame and Hanley, Vera Union. I mean, every single band that we toured with, Adelita's Way, something different. Um, that we looked at and was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And and we would, you know, take a piece of it. Um, and, and, you know, that's that part of the open looking at, at the success or what everyone else is doing that we're not doing and say, okay, well, we take that and make it ours. What would that look like? Um, and, and, you know, just constantly trying to learn, um, you know, I mean, you can learn a lot from from watching uh, other bands out there doing what it is that, that, that they do, you know. Um, you know, I mean, like Shinedown's an amazing, amazing band. I mean, one of the one of the best bands live. And, and if you just watch them, you learn something. If you if you follow uh, Daughtry and, and you watch what they do and, and how they, you know, write in their stage show and things, you learn something. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't say that we there's one specific band that that influenced us i would say everybody that, that we've shared a road with everybody that we've toured with has influenced us in, in one way or another yeah well that's that's really cool i, I mean uh, it, it sounds like uh you know working uh around with those with those other bands has, has really um helped you guys uh you know uh find your sound even even more oh yeah for sure i mean you know, it's, you learn something, you know, uh, I remember uh, sitting down with Shim from Sick Puppies and he was talking to me, Casey, Chris, and at the time our drummer was Chad uh, Leroy, um, you know, just listen, listening to some of the things that he did and, and what he does on stage and cues and stuff. And then you go to a shinedown and then you watch their show and then you see their cues and you talk to, to Zach or someone and, and they're, they're giving you, uh, you know, they're giving you ideas or, 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 oh, well, we do that because of this. And then you go, oh, that's cool. And then you're with, you know, Daughtry and, and you see their opening and, 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 and how they do their things. And you just go, oh, wow, that's cool too. So you just, it's just a learning experience. If you're open to it, you can learn so much from any band, you play. even bands that, that, you know, when we did our headlining tour, you know, we had bands that opened up for us that we learned from, um, you know, we toured with American Bang that are now the Cadillac Three, Shaman's Harvest, um, you know, they all did things that we were like, oh, that was cool. You know, that's that's neat. You know, never thought about that. You know, I mean, it's just a constant evolving. You, you learn everybody has something to offer and, and you should pay attention because it could be something that's valuable to you. 
I, I completely agree with you. I, I mean, one thing that I always try to keep in mind is that, you know, everyone has, uh, you know, varying life experiences and they probably know at least one thing that you don't and it's something that you can learn from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every, everybody has value. Mm-hmm. Every single person has value. Um, and, and, you know, how much of that value you could, you, you, you need, or you could, you know, use to, to propel yourself is depends on how open you are to it. You've, uh, you've toured all over the place. Uh, what, what are some of your favorite places to play at? Oh, there's so many to mention. Um, geez. Uh, I would say we, Seattle, Washington was really cool. Um, Colorado was cool. Um, you know, Wisconsin was cool. Uh, Florida. I mean, every, it hasn't been a place that I didn't like to play. Let me just say that there's, there's been so many cool, like obscure places. Uh, we played a place in, in, uh, Nebraska that was Lincoln, Nebraska. It was awesome. You know, really cool venue. Just, just a great spot. I mean, there's so many gyms across, you know, the United States, and hopefully after the pandemic, they're all still around. Oh, yeah. I mean, the pandemic has really hit everyone hard. Um, I, I know a lot of uh, smaller venues have, have really, really taken a hit. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, the scary thing is, is when these open up, you know, what bands are going to be able to tour and have money to tour, you know, uh, that's the struggle with us because, uh, you know, we're, we're not – young kids um we have families and houses and things we got to you know pay for and take care of and and everybody knows the you know the music industry you know like cd sales and selling of music you know the label keeps all that money so you don't really see anything um so touring is, is super expensive and and you know the the, the question is is when all these festive all these venues open up are bands actually going to be able to tour like they used to um and i i can say that you know we're not one of those bands that's going to be able to tour the United States as we did before. Um, but we'll probably do festivals and one-offs and small runs here and there. I think that's our plan. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you're right. I, I mean, with, uh, with COVID it's, it's really, it's really going to make a change on, on um, uh, touring. And uh, I, I know, you know, there, there's a, you know, a handful of states that have kind of already opened up. Uh, I'm in Georgia. Um, Georgia has been sort of open for most of the time anyway, uh, but there's not been anything big come through here. It's just usually like uh, smaller touring bands. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, oh, I think I asked you uh, if there were any uh, festivals that you guys uh, like playing at. That I, that we like to play at. I mean, shoot, you name it. Um, I think a couple of the names have changed, but you know, we always love to play. You know, uh, Rock, Oklahoma, uh, Rock on the Range. I mean, some. I mean, the names of the, those festivals have changed. Uh, Carolina Rebellion was always cool. I mean, there's so many that we. I mean, any festival that is always just a great venue. Uh, we have a Point Fest here in in St. Louis with the Point. Um, I mean, you name a festival where, you know, we, we want to play it. I mean, festivals are just awesome. Oh, yeah. 
because it's a captured, you know, it's a captured audience, to be honest with you. It's, it's you know, 13 bands and you can play in front of people who maybe never heard you or have heard of you, but just not that familiar. And it's their first chance to see a live, um, you know, it's just a just a good thing or a good good opportunity for you to play in front of people who may not be that familiar with you. So, yeah, I mean, festivals are great for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, and I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I cover uh, mostly one festival down in uh, Jacksville uh, called uh, Welcome to Rockville. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's like a rock metal kind of festival. And there's, uh, you know, varying degrees of bands. There's like smaller bands that are probably, uh, you know, normally hit up like smaller venues. And then there's bigger bands like Foo Fighters and Tool. Um, so, so you get to see a wide range and, and I, I, I think going to festivals is if you, if anyone's not been to one, they, they should go because it, it can really open your mind to, um, I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's festivals are, are if you're a, a consumer of music and your favorite bands playing a festival and, and there's say 13 bands there for the day and you buy a weekend pass for you know friday saturday sunday and each day has 13 bands and maybe four or five or bands you really love but you haven't heard the other ones you might find two or three other bands that you just completely you know you're like holy crap how did i miss this you know i mean it's the best way to consume music and to see these bands live and and you never know you might find a a favorite band that you didn't know of like it's you know, I would imagine that moving forward into the future, festivals become a bigger deal than than they, what they were. Um, you know, what what better way? I mean, could you imagine if if through the summer every weekend um, there was a festival that you could go to? Oh wow, that would be crazy. I mean, it would be amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, it, there's there's just so much you would get out of that. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I. Uh, yeah, I I mainly covered that that one. Uh, I've also been to a country music festival, uh, which was interesting because I I don't really listen to uh, much country, um, and seeing the different crowds uh, was interesting. Um, and so I I I kind of recommend also people, you know, maybe checking something out they don't normally. Uh, sure, sure, to. absolutely. Absolutely. I was in a country band, oh, 2016, the Brandon Holland band for about a year and a half here in St. Louis. He moved down to Nashville. Um, I, I wasn't going to move, but uh, uh, I mean, country music's great. I mean, there's, there's, you know, people say, I, I don't listen to country. It's basically uh, just really good music, rock and roll music. I mean, you know, it, it, with, with pop and a little bit of other elements in it, um, you know, you add a, a, a you know, acoustic uh, guitar, country bluesy lick and a banjo and all of a sudden you got country. And it's like, it could be a rock song if you change a couple of elements. I mean, like a good song is a good song. Um, you know, friends of ours in American Bang now, the Cadillac 3, I mean, they're great. Have you ever heard of American Bang? No, I haven't heard of them. You should check them out and then listen to the Cadillac 3. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, keep that in mind. I mean, just, I mean, a good song is a good song. It doesn't matter if it's country, if it's blues, if it's jazz. A good song is a good song. Oh yeah, uh, and that I, I completely agree. I, I mean, when you hear something good, even if you're not into that genre, 
you can tell it's good. Absolutely. <laughs> and and that that honestly, like when I was younger, I, I never really realized that. Um, but now that I got, I've gotten older, um, I, I've really branched out because I used to just only listen to like rock and metal, and you know, now it's pretty much everything um, from you know various country bands uh, to uh, to you know pop bands, which I never sure. thought I would have ever listened to. So. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not you know my wife and I were driving around yesterday and. She's a big Neil Diamond fan, which, you know, I never really got into, but coming to America is a great song. I don't mm -hmm. care who you are. When that song comes on, you go, okay, this is a cool song. I'm not, it is oh, what yeah. it is. <laughs> it's oh, a, yeah. I'm not going to bitch. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's, there's always just like, like a handful of songs that I, I think like, you know, most people can really kind of uh, identify with. Yeah, absolutely. Music, music, music can cross any, it, any, any border, uh, across any ide ideology. M music is one of the things I think that can connect people who would otherwise not be connected. You know, um, it's just, music's just an amazing thing. Right? And I think we need more music in the world for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, it, you know, just, just in the fact that it, it kind of, uh, lets you know you know that there are other people out there that kind of feel uh and think the same way that that you do and it, it can kind of um you know open you up to you know a community that you did not know existed yeah i mean absolutely absolutely you know you could have someone that's on the on, on on you know the right or the left politically speaking be fans of cabo and not you know and it it, it everything else is out the window. They, they both love Cabo or they both love Shinedown or they both love, uh, you know, 30 seconds to Mars or something, you know, and it's like, well, I like this band. All the other things we disagree about doesn't matter. We both like this band. You know, it's a bridge. Music can be that bridge. You know, music is a powerful thing. Um, and that's why uh, I love music. Do you have any... Uh like any shows that really kind of stick out that you've uh, played um we played i can't think of rock fest in kansas city i think it's called rock fest it was our first um uh, on our on our first record it was i want to say it might have been while we were on crew fest um but it's the it was the largest amount of people we've ever play, played for. It was like a sea of like seventy thousand people. It was like insane how many people we played in front of. Um, and and you know, it was a bit uh, nerve wracking at first. Uh, you know, when you walk out and you see that humongous crowd, and you're just like, going, "Holy crap, this is crazy!" Um, and I might have the numbers wrong. I mean, seventy thousand popped in my head, but it was probably the largest crowd we, we've ever played for, and it was this big humongous mongus mongus field and they had stages on both sides so one one end of the stage one end of the field was one stage and on the other far end was another stage and it was massive and uh i remember getting up there and started the first song and and nearly crapping my pants and then uh when you see the whole crowd like move and, and get into it like it was, it was just an amazing thing um that was probably my 
my biggest like thing I remember about playing festivals um, was that one. It's a great time. Hmm. Uh, so I was uh, checking out your your Facebook, and I showed that you guys recently uh, dropped a video uh, for the song "Come Undone." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we we that song actually was uh, a song that was on our shopping demo um, back in 2007, 2008, 2007, 2008 time frame. We got signed in two thousand eight, uh, so I would say two thousand seven end of 2007, early 2008, I, would, I should probably say. Um, and uh, it got played on the radio here locally in St. Louis on The Point. And uh, shout out to 105.7 The Point. Um, it got it got played around here and very, very few people got it because we had a small CD run that we ran that we would hand out at shows here and there. Um, so a lot of people were wanting to hear that song and wanting wanted, wanted to know where they could find it. So we decided to uh, update the song, um, get it, you know, updated, have it mixed, mastered, you know, and uh, release the new version of it. Um, and so that's what we did. Um, and, uh, you know, who doesn't love Duran Duran? You know, Duran Duran rules. And uh, talk about amazing songwriters. Um, and, you know, we've, we've continued to play that song through the years. Um, and so we decided, you know, what, let's let's get it re-recorded and uh, you know update it a bit um, and uh, release it to the world. You know, this time around, this time people who've been wanting to get it can now finally get it. Um, and then so uh, we partner, or we're we're with the the label group, and they suggested we do a video for it. So. We reached out to uh, JT Ibanez, who's done our last four, five, six videos. He's an amazing uh, videographer. Um, and then, of course, you know, we had Shannon Rock uh, sing the vocals on it, an amazing singer. She's out in, in uh, California now, but she used to be here in St. Louis. Uh, she was a signed artist. I can't, I think she was with Island or something a, a, a while back. Uh, I might have that wrong. I, don't, I can't remember what label she was signed to, but she moved out to LA and, and she sang on the track um, and she sang on the uh, original version as well. Um, so, you know, it's just fantastic to, 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 to get it all work. And, and we love the video um, and, and the song came out great. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been checking out the video. It, it looks like uh, it was very, very well done and impressive, honestly. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, JT Ibanez is, he's fantastic. He's, he's an up and coming guy. He's, he's doing, he's done so many videos. Um, he's done videos for POD. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name, Rat, something Ratcliffe and uh, Daniel Ratcliffe. And, and uh, he, he's just, just done so many videos. He's just an amazing dude. Um, and, and he has an eye. And he's spontaneous, which is great. Like he'll have a plan, but that plan modifies as he starts filming ideas, start flowing. And, and he's like, okay, I was going to do this, but we should do this. And it always comes out so impressive. Um, you know, that guy has that, that, that eye for sure. He's got, he's a talented cat. Oh yeah. Uh, so let me ask you another question. Um, so this, this song you guys have been working on, uh, for years, 
and um, uh, it's, it's obviously a cover. Uh, do you have any other covers that you like to play? Um, yeah, we, we've got a, there's, there's been several uh, <laughs> covers that we played. We're actually talking about possibly uh, part of new releases. Um, the talk is of doing three, five song, sorry, two, five song, one, six song EP of original music and three, four song EPs of cover songs. I'm calling it Cabo Covers, volume one, two, and three. That's the talk. Um, and the idea behind that was each of us have different, uh, different influences, like we talked about before. And so each of us picking a cover, whatever it is, and putting it on a CD, that way you can see you know, each individual's influence, um, you know, bands that influence us are songs we just love. And, you know, it seems to be a cool concept. Um, everybody seems to be on board with it. We'll see if we, we can get that executed. But um, I think that's a, a great idea as we're recording the new original songs that we, we are working on currently. Um, and the idea of doing EPs versus records is to, uh, you know, longevity. You know, you put a record out and you get two to three months worth of of, of noise, I should say. Um, but if you extend it out, suppose we did an EP and we released two singles out of that EP and then we released the EP, um, the other three songs. Um, hopefully we can extend the life of that EP uh, for four, five months, maybe. And then we do another one and then we do another one after that. And so, you know, a three month window of things becomes a year 12 you know a year or longer 16 months of constant energy and flow from the band um because it's easier to make music but it's also harder to make music you know so when you have something good you want to make sure that you know it, it gets the attention you want it to have well i mean it sounds like you guys are pretty passionate uh, about all of this and uh, I'm sure that really, you know, comes out, you know, in the music and, and um, uh, with these, uh, uh, this uh, cover album that you're talking about doing. Um, I think that's going to be pretty awesome because you know, me personally, I always enjoy uh, seeing another artist's take on a song, you know, it could be, uh, like a metal song that's sort of like an indie, like uh, uh, Zwan has a song that they did uh, that was uh, from a metal band, and it it has a totally different vibe uh, when you hear that, and uh, it makes you think a different way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the great thing about the great thing about covers is you can, you can approach it from, from two ways. You can try to stay true to the song or you can completely, completely reimagine it. And I think those are the only two ways to go. If you do a, a, a half-assed version, it, it can be met upon with a lot of hate. But if you completely recreate it, like, uh, you, have you heard of the band Nothing But Thieves? I have. Have you heard their version of I Need a Hero? I have not. It's the most amazing and haunting version of that song you will ever hear. And it's so amazing. Like, it's so badass. Oh, yeah. um, 
it's just killer how they did it. Um, you know, and then there are other other versions, um, you know, of a song that's you know they sh they they show homage to the original version. They just add their own little little bit of them to it, which is kind of what we did with Come Undone. I mean, like if you listen to Come Undone and you listen to the original version, I mean, we didn't change it dramatically dramatically or anything. Um, we just kind of added our Calvo influence to it. You know, um, I think when people try to be too creative and they don't it's just a weird thing um <laughs> it's just a weird thing um i was in a band called the poor which is a side project i was doing for a couple of years and we we with the original drummer chad who, who left cabo and me and him started a band here locally and we decided one day to do a version of a print song and it was just a heavy it was like how he did it. We just, we just tried to make it heavy. And it was the most God awful thing we've ever tried. And we played it out once and never played it again. Cause it was bad. It was just bad. And we were so close to it at rehearsal that we couldn't hear how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And man, when we played it, it was just awful. Yeah. And, and so it's, it, there's a fine line. Um, and it's, it, and it's, homage or completely reimagine it but, but completely reimagine it i need a hero as an upbeat song and nothing but thieves turned it into this haunting um just eerie thing that's just amazing do you ever watch the uh viking show that was on uh i can't remember what channel tnt or whatever the vikings or whatever it was um maybe like half of an episode it, it looks like it'd be really good well, it was on their one of their season premieres. It was the commercial, their version of I Need a Hero. Hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, check it out after this podcast. Go listen to it and and uh, hit me back and let me know what you think of it. Okay. I'm, I'm a huge Nothing But Thieves fan. Um, cats out of the UK. They're just amazing. Um, I got to have, I've got the chance. They came through St. Louis twice and I've seen them. And they're just an, just an amazing band. Just an amazing band never met them personally just got to see them play because i'm a fan um all props to those guys those cats are just amazing are, are there any uh bands that you're fans of that you'd like to play with um i'm a fan of every band i've ever toured with um and you know they're they're bands that i'd love to play with for sure there's there's millions i mean shouldn't say millions there's there's hundreds and hundreds of bands i'd love to play with mm -hmm. um you know, shoot, I'd love to play with Living Color, Fishbone. I'd love to play with Nothing But Thieves, as I mentioned. I'd love to play a show with uh, of uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Um, I'd love to play a show with, uh, uh, I don't know, the Jim Blossoms. I'd love to play a show. I mean, so many bands that I, I dig that, just, you know, to share a show. And sometimes when you play festivals, you get that opportunity, you know. It's always cool when you're playing a festival and you see someone that you admire on the side of the stage watching you play. It's like you just go, oh, that's cool. Okay, don't freak out. That's, that's badass, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I know um, a couple years ago I was at a, a festival and uh, one of my friends was there and uh, they actually saw Rob Zombie, you know, standing by the stage, like listening to this band play. And it, it, it took him a minute to, you know, fully rationalize who it was that he was looking at. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had the chance when I was a, a wee little lad back in the early 90s. Uh, I was in a band called Plain Jane, and uh, we opened up for White Zombie at a place called Club 367 in uh, Florissant, St. Louis here, when they first started. Well, Rob, with his uh, current solo thing and then White Zombie, I mean, he's just amazing and brilliant, you know. I don't know how he does everything that he does. Yeah, I mean, some people just have that drive, man, you know. Um, you know, there's a genius in everybody. Mm-hmm. Just some of us, you know, some people get to, to, to express that genius and, and other people, you know, don't. Do, do you do anything uh, like creative uh, outside of the music? I am a business owner, actually. I, uh, me and a couple of my buddies uh, started a staffing company here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so creativity wise, um, I think being a business owner is, is pretty creative. Mm-hmm. Um, funny stories, while we were touring, I was working <laughs> on the tour bus uh, every morning. Um, I mean, other creative things I do, uh, I mean, I'm in several bands. <laughs> uh, I, don't know. Uh, I, I, I try to write. I have a writing buddy that we, we are writing music, uh, trying to put together a catalog and then, you know, you know, send that to artists, uh, pop artists and things like that. He's a more of a he's more of a pop guy, which I dig. It's always good to, to do different styles of music. Uh, but most of my creativity is is music i would say okay well that, i mean that makes sense uh, so uh do, you know with all the bands you're, you're in do you, do you always play bass or do you uh, bounce around to uh the other instruments um i usually i, I play bass um mm-hmm. uh with the poor i wrote the majority of the songs on an acoustic guitar with me and chad on a cajon and our singer jeff lee at the time uh just sitting at a table um, sometimes I write using the guitar. Um, I, I, I write a little bit. We released a song called uh, Without You that I wrote the piano part um, playing. I'm really bad at piano, um, but recording a piano when you can do it in sections is easy. <laughs> um, or when you're writing, because you don't have to complete the whole thing. You can do a phrase and then you can cut and paste to finish it. Um, I typically have Chris, if I have a guitar part, I'll have Chris play it because Chris Hobbs is an, an amazing guitar player. And why, uh, why try to try to fake something when you have a, a, a part of your, your family that, that is an amazing guitarist. So, you know, send them a track and say, hey, can you play some guitar on this? You know, um, but, but for the most part, I specifically play bass. Oh, all right. Uh, so, so do you guys have anything, um, you know, coming out that you'd like to talk about? Um, well, we just released Come Undone. Um, there is a possibility that we're going to release another single uh, off of uh, what was supposed to be a record until we started talking to uh, Denny from the label group. Um, and we've we've released a bunch of EP or singles, I'm sorry, since 2019, December 2019. We released a single uh wolves that did pretty well uh got some radio play and things of that sort 
Um, and we released uh, with that a, an acoustic version of Let It Go, which is a different version of Let It Go. Um, and then in February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit, actually on Valentine's Day, I believe, we released a song called Without You, which is the one I was talking about playing piano, with a country version of Ghost. Um, and that was homage to, you know, Casey coming from the country roots. Um, we released a single, uh, What Does It Feel Like? I think in May or June, we released uh, a single Muscle Memory, September or August timeframe, and now this. And I think Denny wants to release another one, but we were supposed to package it all together as a record and call it uh, Bridges, Bright Nights and Thieves. Um, Cause these were songs that we finished that didn't make a couple of the records. So we figured, oh, so many songs are great. Let's just, you know, update it, add parts to it that need to add parts, send it to our guy who does our mixing, send it to the guy who does our, all of our mastering and then re release them. So uh, I think the plan is to possibly release a version of Cynical um, and it's a song that was on Bridges, but the original version was more of a police pipe bot pop vibe. Um, so the but the potential of releasing that one. And then there's two other songs that are just the demo versions uh, from the first record, uh, Bright Nights, Dark Days. Um, we have two demo versions of songs that didn't make the record, a song called No Way and We Were Wrong um, that we're talking about just throwing on it. And then um, at some point of releasing Cynical, just releasing everything out as a package and calling it Bridges, Bright Nights and Thieves. And then hopefully that'll carry us into uh, we're looking at a couple of studios now to get into to start recording uh, the first original EP. So, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, you guys stay really busy from, from what, what you're saying. You, you think we stay really busy. <laughs> um, it seems like it is, but a lot of this is a lot of phone calls and discussions um, and planning. Um, you know, I wish we were busier, like playing shows a lot and things like that. Um, but just a lot of the, of the business side is where we're busy, I think, you know, and the planning, um, and, uh, you know, I come up with a lot of ideas and, and things to do. And, and sometimes the guys are like, well, that you're, you're, you're biting way too much off. Let's just, uh, slow down a bit, but, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to push and, uh, you know, the plan is the next two, 2021 and 2022 to be releasing all kinds of new music. And that's the plan. And we'll see what, what, where it takes us. Well, I mean, I, I really look forward to, you know, checking out, you know, everything that you guys are, are uh, planning on putting out. I mean, it sounds like you got some really good ideas already. Uh, I mean, between like your originals, uh these these demo songs uh and uh and these covers it, it sounds like uh you have a lot of really really great things coming out yeah sure and if anybody wants to listen to the catalog i mean go you can go to spotify or you can go to cabo on apple music or wherever you, you stream but if you want to see all of our videos you can go to our youtube page or you can go to cabomusic.com and uh we have a website that has all of our videos um, and you can, you know, 
watch. There's a couple of videos that may not be on YouTube, but I think they all are. Uh, a couple of live ones, uh, all of the videos we shot for all the singles we've released in the last year and a half are on the website or, and on YouTube. So you can catch the videos and see how amazing Juan is, uh, JT Oven, as I should say. Um, you know, so yeah, we're, we're, we're hoping to uh, keep your, your ears busy for the next uh, 18 months to two years. Oh, I'll definitely keep an eye out. Right my ears open because I, <laughs> I, I can tell from, from speaking to you that, that you guys have a lot of talent in, in interesting ideas, Thanks, uh, especially with, you know, your various backgrounds and, and musical interests. I, I mean, uh, there's just so much that you guys can do with that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, do, do you have anything else that you would like to highlight? Um, no, I think we hit pretty much everything. Um, uh, definitely, uh, you know, go to Spotify and, and, and stream and share uh, Apple Music everywhere. Share everything and anything Cabo Music. Go to our Facebook page, go to our Instagram, like our pages, share, share, share. Definitely. Yeah, everyone needs to go in there, buy the music and, and, and stream it because, I mean, with COVID happening right now, uh, it's it's really hit everyone hard, especially the bands, and you guys need that. Um, and um, I think that's I think that's everything that I, I wanted to go over as well. And uh, I, I really appreciate having you on the podcast. Absolutely, anytime, man. Anytime you want us on, you just let me know. Okay, all right. Let Allison know she'll reach out to me. We'll get it all set up. Okay, all right. Well, awesome. It was nice talking to you, and uh, I'm going to let you go. Perfect. Cheers, man. All right. All right.